This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Blitz on SNR, Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes on a Wednesday. A reminder for those of you who might be catching this in replay, uh, two things. I, I wanted to say this earlier in the week, Motes, and I totally forgot. Action so, Bronson makes great music. Uh, Action Bronson makes great music. All right, three things. That's the first thing. Second thing is uh, we have a podcast, right? If you can't listen to us live on SNR, uh, you can catch us wherever you get your podcast, uploaded every day, commercial-free, on-demand, right? Your fingertips for your commute, for your workout, for your dog walk. For whenever you like to listen to your podcast, maybe if you're like me, you like to listen to podcasts while you're playing your video games, whenever you like to get your pods, whenever you can listen, uh, Steelers Blitz, subscribe, leave us a review, only five star or one star though, because That's you it. either love us That's it. or you hate us. Don't play with us. There is no in between. Don't you play with and us. And you know what, Arthur Motz, I might have to check in our next break. It's been a while since we've looked. Uh, if you leave us a good review, I mean, or a bad review, just as long as it's funny, we will read it on the air. We have read funny bad reviews before like where somebody called me carrot top mm. you remember that like two years ago i do ago? remember that and they called us professional at one time so well see that one was nice because it's the first time in my life anybody has ever considered me a professional no that's disrespect don't call us professionals we're not, dis- <laughs> we're, we're, we're not professionals i mean of all the hair jokes you could make carrot top i ain't got red hair i'm not irish what are we doing here Moats has more irish blood than i do this is facts <laughs> this is facts this is very much facts <laughs> i'm a I'm one of those limey lads. I'm British. Hey, you are a British guy. Well, I'm more of the, you know. I'm, I'm British of, and German know. as can be. I, I'm, I'm Irish and Scottish. You know, I'm lad, somewhere lad, between lad. Like, like Conor McGregor and Sean Connery. <laughs> Conor McGregor and Sean Connery. Motsy, we got the, it's always weird, right? It's, um, I think this will be an analogy some of our listeners will appreciate. The tweets, the reaction here on the show, mm-hmm. it's a lot like working at a restaurant. Yes, it is. If anyone's ever worked in a restaurant, if you've ever worked in food service, you know what I'm talking about. There's no rhyme or reason as to when it picks up. Mm-mm. Like, you think, all right, we know our normal lunch rush, we know our normal dinner rush, but that's just a loose guideline. This is true. Sometimes it'll be 3 o'clock and you get slammed. Sometimes it's not till 8.30, you've been sitting around doing nothing, and then all of a sudden at 8.30, you get busy as can be. Mm -hmm. Working in the restaurant industry, it can be really unpredictable in that regard. So can the tweets here, Motsi. We have gotten a lot of tweets today, and we always love it when that's the case. So we will get into more of your reaction, because I don't want to save it all for the final segment, because we won't be able to uh, to get to everybody if we do so. We're also going to hear from Ben Roethlisberger in the final segment of the show. Moats and I will give you ah, a little power ranking Wednesdays, right? Mm-hmm. little best of the West Wednesdays here. We'll give you our top 10 teams in the NFL for the first time this season, Uh-oh. as we always do on a Wednesday. Big overreaction weeks. Let's go, baby. Big Let's do it. Week. All Pennsylvania Super Bowl. I can't wait to overreact. Woo, chat. But Moats, before we get to that, I, I want to ask you straight up, as the football expert on this show, how did the Steelers get better in the red zone? This was a problem last year. It was a problem in 2019. And twice on Sunday, the Steelers made it inside the Bills' 10-yard line, goal-to-go situations. And they only came away with six points in those two scenarios. Where does it have to start? How, how can the Steelers get this thing moving in the right direction? 
I mean, talking about it is very easy. You have to get more movement up front. You have to either go jump ball route when you're throwing the ball, or you can do some of the more sprint out style plays, right? But we don't typically do those type of plays with Ben because obviously we know mobility becomes a little bit more of a concern. Now we see it every once in a while on a two uh, a two point conversion, but we don't see a lot of it traditionally for us when we're in the red zone. But to me, it starts with being able to run the ball. They don't get enough movement up front, so that forces them to be a one-dimensional team in the red zone. And the problem with the Steelers' offense these past two years is how do they move the ball when they're throwing it downfield? We don't see a lot of completions. We see a lot of penalties, right? Even going to this Bills game. Obviously, Claypool had the one jump ball catch on Trey White, but the other two times, there were penalties. You don't get the luxury of penalties aiding you when you're in the red zone because the field is condensed. You don't have that vertical threat anymore. So now you're forced to either be very accurate or you're having to have somebody that's a matchup nightmare, right? Whether it's a jump ball. We saw them try to go to Ebron. The corner played that well. That's the mismatch that you would want, though. Big tight end or big receiver on a smaller DB. DB made the play. We saw where they tried to say, okay, let's spread you all, get Najee the ball across the middle. Matt Milano makes a nice tackle right there. So you can see they're trying different alternatives, but to me, their lack of ability to run the ball allows the defenses down there to stay pass heavy because they know, hey, we don't really have a legitimate threat of movement up front. So let's make sure that we got our guys out here that can cover. Let's make sure we're more matched up coverage-wise there versus having to legitimately account for the run. And I think that's going to be the thing that continues to pop up until we get a little bit better up front where it is more, all right, they really can run this ball here. Because until you make a defense have to respect that part, you're always going to be hard when the field is condensed like that. It's well said. Easy to do. I mean, easy to say, but it's it's hard. It's kind of like that classic. Like it's, it's, it's one thing to know what you have to do or what's coming, but it's another to be able to do it or to stop. I had this conversation just yesterday. Uh, Shanahan out in San Fran, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plug and play. It doesn't matter the running back they're all going to eat. Didn't matter if it was in Atlanta. He's going to be able to run that ball, right? His system is perfect. Well, why doesn't everybody run that system? Because the system is only half of the problem. You got to have the actual players as well. And you think about his old line in San Fran currently, and you think about his old line when he was in Atlanta and he went to the Super Bowl. They were both filled with high pedigree, high productive or highly productive offensive linemen. So when you take that approach, you can put any running back back there, as we've seen throughout the years, under Shanahan. And to me, that's where we still don't have that right now. We don't have the guys up front that are going to create the movement that we need to be able to do some of the things that we traditionally should be able to do with our play calling. It's a lot easier said than done. It certainly is, but I, I think you're right. Everyone knows where it has to start. Just gotta you gotta go out there and execute, man. Dustin tweets us and says the Steelers called many RPOs in the second half. Ben's decision to pass the ball on many of those plays that's different from calling all pass plays and no runs. It certainly is, but this but the is results, my thing, though. The results still the same. The results still the same, but there is a distinct difference between you calling an RPO and you saying, "Hey, get under center, and run this ball." That's not RPO. That's yo, run this ball. That's different. That's what we're referring to. That's also a good point as well. Right, because we understand the RPO concept, and of sure, it's just a numbers count. But we also know how, I mean, shoot, just a year ago, you could go numbers count all we want, and just because it's a favorable numbers count, it still doesn't mean you need to throw the ball. 
sometimes you need to run it to keep the defense honest. Yes. And right now, the defense doesn't necessarily have to play honest. I mean, right now, it's tells where you can just say, okay, is Zach Gentry on the field? You know what style of players are going to be out there when Gentry is out there right now. Mm-hmm. Those are subtle tells that they have right mm-hmm. now. So it's multiple things they're going to need to do to make a defense have to play them a lot more honest. And because of how Sunday's game went, we kind of got away. We were able to mask it a little bit. The sure. block punt helped in a big way. But if that's not there going forward, this issue still becomes present. And it becomes more present the longer it goes on. We're not able to get a sack here for it and get an extra turnover. We're not able to get bailed out because of a penalty on a, a turnover. A, We're uh, not a able to get fumble. a force fumble. Yeah. Right, like those are the things that you have to make sure you have under control. Those won't be hitting when you're not able to sustain those type of outlier style plays. Right, right. No, that's 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 absolutely the truth. You're right, and there there is a distinction there. You, you are correct that, uh, Dustin, that – it's still Ben's decision to pass the ball on a lot of those RPOs, and we would like to see that go the other way. But there are just this is the this is the Shrek conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Ogres have layers. The offense has layers. <sighs> this is true. Everybody loves cake. Sensei tweets us and says, "For the red zone, I would love to see Derek Watt catch a pass out of the backfield or Pat Fryermuth off some play action." Hey. <laughs> I want Fryermuth to get more I, involved. I as think well, Fryermuth is going to be. It was week yeah. one for the young man. Absolutely, you he's, don't want to put too much on his plate. He's going to be getting more involved. But he was a big part of Penn State's red zone offense. I got to think that he'll be in the mix for the Steelers. And, going and the thing forward. is, you know, he can catch. That was already shown. But I like how he was finishing blocks as well. That thing that continues to pop up, and that's going to continue to keep him on the field along with Zach Gentry. Mm-hmm. You notice Zach Gentry. He's not a guy that people talked about this all season. But you look at his usage in the game. He played a good amount of snaps. And why did he play those snaps? Because of what he brings to the table from a blocking point of view. Now, Pat brings similar things from a blocking point of view, but he also gives you what Ebron gives you from a receiving perspective. Now, it's still a tell because Zach doesn't give you a lot receiving-wise, but if Zach is blocking like that and Pat is going to be able to do what he's going to be able to do, I'm going to find it hard for them to keep trying to go back to the Ebron well because it is a telltale sign right now when he's on the field. Yes, it is. And that's another one of those gets into being too predictable things. As soon as Ebron's on the field, I'm not worried about the run. I'm not. And definitely not towards his side. So now we know what style of plays and the direction of those plays. And if you call it, oh, we're going to trick you and actually run to him, well, yeah, we know how that's going to end. So that's what makes it such a telltale sign right now, man. And that's part of what got the Steelers in trouble down the, the backstretch yeah. last season when they were entirely Now, I did want to ask you, though. Sure. Ask, ask away, cousin. Wide receiver usage. Not in the sense of playing time, but in the sense of targets. I mean, you think about first half compared to second half. Second half, the receivers provided the splash. The receivers provided the big plays, the field-flipping plays. Obviously, Najee had his role, but it was really a pass attack. But the first half was drastically different. Now, I understand that, you know, Matt Canada was trying to establish the run or establish some type of rhythm with that offense. But to me, I go back to asking myself, if the O-line is the issue, which we believe it is still currently, why wait to get the receivers more involved? Hmm. Because we saw distinctly in the second half, it was more of a 
point of emphasis to get that ball in those receivers' hands, whether it was Deontay on some of these screens where it's taking a couple more shots downfield to Claypool. We obviously know Juju and what he was able to do out the slot. What's the purpose of waiting that long if the running game is going to be as stagnant as it was? You're talking almost like passing to set up the run. In a sense, yeah, yeah. because we know like the right Kansas City now, Chiefs right, almost. right now. Granted, we know up front Kansas City still has better personnel. Yes, they do. But that is yeah, the best. But well, that's the method in which they operate. Quarterback. That's how they operate. That's how they, they operate. They that's, throw Andy first, that's Andy Reid's style Make you too. play small ball defensively, and then up. they're going to run the ball yep. off of that. Whereas with us, hmm. we're really you know tipping it where we're like, all right, this is when you're supposed to run it. Run, guys, get on the field. All right, now we're supposed to pass it. Pass, guys, y'all get on the field. But when you see the Chiefs, it's like you don't know if it's run or pass because the personnel groupings look the, the same. The personnel group doesn't change much. And they're yeah. still able to do everything out of those same groupings, whether it's run, whether it's pass, it's whether it's condensed formation. Travis Kelsey as well, yeah, too, man. baby. <laughs> Once again, personnel. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> you know what, Moats? That's, that's a really good point. Um, what would worry me with that is, is that at least if you come out right and you try and establish the run, and, and maybe you have some success, you have some failure, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a kind of a mixed bag like it was in the first half. Not not ve- not very good, not absolutely dreadful, but not very good either. I mean, closer to absolutely dreadful, I mean, certainly. What, like, just think about what, how are we describing that right there? You're not absolutely dreadful, but you're not good. You're just, wow. Like, where, where, where are they at right there? <laughs> they're not the bottom of the barrel, which is better My than last God, year, but they're no. still not nearly where they need to be. Um, my concern with that, right, if I'm just doing the devil's advocate thing and not to agree with you on every single conversation, because that's usually what we do for the most part. Stop agreeing with me then. If you, if you come out right and you try and throw to establish the run and that doesn't work, then you're really up Bleeps Creek without a paddle, (laughs) right? Because if you can't establish the passing game and everyone knows you can't run the football, then you're like, you're playing with both of your hands handcuffed behind your back. Very true. We we would like to avoid that scenario right there at all costs. Yeah, that absolutely would. Uh, We got a lot. We got a ton of tweets rolling in here Uh, at Wesley Euler at the body 52. We will get to all of your reaction in the final segment. The last thing I I said at the beginning of the segment, I wanted to remind people of two things. I forgot to say the second thing. (laughs) The first one was the podcast, Steelers Blitz with a Z, wherever you get your podcast, get us on demand, commercial free, faux free. Faux free. The second thing was, this has started, this always happens during the season, Motes, but I noticed it's starting to happen again this week for sure. Motes and I do this show live at noon, Eastern Standard Time. Yes, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I love you, Steel Nation. <laughs> I know exactly that what you're talking about. That is why we have a 24-hour network is because you're all psychos. Oh, man. You're sickos just like us, and you can't get enough football. Get a random tweet like, what and are we, we talking about that. right now? <laughs> but I'll be sitting at home and watching, you know. Six o'clock at night. Watching, Most, what are you talking about? Watching, is this? I'm like, Watching what? Ted Lasso with my missus. It's 8.30, and I'm getting angry tweets from all of you. Seriously. All right, so Eastern Standard Time at noon. That's when Moats and I are on till close to 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, all right? But we understand if you're still passionate, you want to get it off your chest. If you're still passionate and you want to get get it off your chest and you want to tell us you're right, you want to tell us we're idiots, that's fine. That is Just just understand that we're not live at that point. Part when you send it out. I just don't want you to think that we're ignoring yeah. your tweets, anything like that. So if you're listening to this right now, and it's not 
12.46 Eastern Standard Time on a Wednesday. We are not live. Not not on any Wednesday. 9-15-2021. Because they catch correct. him on the loose, too. Yes. Absolutely correct. So, again, just some reminders. That's, you are you are free to tweet us whenever you want. It's Twitter. It's a, it's a public domain. You have at it. You can tell us you love us, you hate us, you think my hair stinks, you think Arthur Motes doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. All right? Uh, but just know if we don't respond, if we're it, it's not that we're ignoring you. It's just that we're not on air. And no, 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 we're in our feelings. We'll be salty. <laughs> we're certified lover boys yeah, over you, here. You say anything negative, crying, we get salty. Crying to our families about how mean yeah. everybody is. On and, and, and when y'all tell us our predictions are wrong, we just stop making predictions. How about that now? Uh huh. Mozi, before we get back to some of the tweets, before we hear from Ben Roethlisberger as well, too, one thing that we like to do on Wednesdays, it's our, I don't know, you know, maybe 10 minutes or so, eight minutes or so to look around the league. We do that through the guise of a little thing we call Best of the West here on the show. It's just our top 10, just power rankings. All right. And I know we picked up some new listeners uh, in the last few weeks. Welcome to the party. Um, Moats is normally more bird's eye view with this stuff. No, I'm not. I'm more week to week reaction with this stuff. I'm overreaction Wednesday. But from this here is on week out. one, so I think Moats might overreact today as I'm well. I'm overreact. I did a little overreacting, all right. I think my top ten is going to be way different, like three, four weeks from now. But that's what makes this fun. So Arthur Moats, I let you decide, as I like to do. We can start at ten if you want. We starting at ten, or we, we can start, start at, at one? ten. We can start at ten. Let's start okay. at ten. Do you want me mm-hmm. to roll through mine? You roll through yours, and then we discuss. Do we want to go back and forth? How do we want to do this? Go back and forth because I feel like, I like otherwise it. we're just gonna be forget. I like it. It'd be a whole bunch of. What'd you say? Who was your guy now? Who was it? Where? All right, cool. It says it's my segment. Yep. I'm going first. There it is. I got the Packers at number ten. I expect them to shoot up the list. I expect that Sunday was a little bit of a fugazi, mm-hmm. but if you lose that bad, I gotta bump you down. Uh, I still think the Packers will probably finish closer to the top five than out of the conversation, but who knows? But I got the Packers at number ten. Overreaction Wednesday. Packers are in my top ten. Ooh. I got Niners at 10. Love it? Yep. Absolutely love it. I like what the Niners did. I understand they continue to have some injuries. Obviously, they lost a really good cornerback. Yeah, I was going to say, if it wasn't for the Jason Verrett injury, Mm -hmm. they'd probably be close to my top five. But just like we talked about a year ago, they lost a ton of guys at the beginning of the season, and everybody wrote them off, and they still were finding ways to win. They're really a really good coach team. They are. They've got a really good roster They do. So that's why, for me, I'm like, they are one of those teams that they're going to have to show me that they aren't good enough because regardless of the names, they continue to be in as that conversation. As long as Jimmy G's a quarterback, Absolutely. They, they still win games. Absolutely. Number nine for me, Arthur Motes, I got the New Orleans Saints. Jimmy Winston, mm-hmm. how we doing? Mm-hmm. I, tell you I what, like that. He, if, if that's the Jameis Winston that the Saints are going to get, they're going to keep that thing rolling uh, without Drew Brees. I got New Orleans at number nine. I like it, man. Tough situation, too, being forced to pick up, practice in a different – everything with the hurricane, right? Move your practice to a college campus. I know. They did all that. They did all that. City. Beat Aaron Rodgers yeah. and the Packers, and all you did was have him at nine. Wow, yeah. shame on you. Anywho, I got the Baltimore Ravens at Ooh. nine. I do. Now, they were a team that were a lot higher in my rankings initially, but based on not just them losing, because I don't have an issue with a team losing. That doesn't scare You're me off. games. But it's the manner in which they did it. Al at right tackle looks like a legitimate liability for Lamar Jackson's health. 
along with they're going to be introducing what two new running backs to a running back room that already has new pieces For an offense that relies that heavily upon its absolutely backs. and yeah. not just the running backs but the ball handling of those running backs because of the style of offense that's what concerns me a little bit with them that's why i have them at nine not necessarily the loss because i did like what i saw from the raiders sure. but it was more so how the personnel played the personnel out. playing out yeah. yeah and you lose marcus peters for mm-hmm. the season it's it's been a tough start i mean and all within a week they lost what three, four starters. Yep. In the past seven days, that's like crazy. That's that's tough. That's that's and real not tough. even not even in the we're gonna come back variety. The season ending like all whoa. like all ACL injuries <laughs> yeah. too for the most oh, oh, part. Oh no no no, an Achilles. You got, Achilles. You got you Achilles. Don't, don't forget the Achilles. That's, you know that's yeah. a lot better. <laughs> don't forget the Achilles, right? <laughs> Number eight, I've got the Niners. Um, I like I said, if it wasn't for the Jason Verrett injury, I think I would have them higher on this list. Good football team, well coached, solid roster. Um, they lose Mostert as well, too. They're mm-hmm. going to keep this thing humming. I've got San Fran at number eight. I like it. For me, man, I got more victory. Cleveland Browns at number eight. Woo! I do like how they pushed the Chiefs to the brink. And even though the easy narrative is, oh, the Browns did what the Browns did, or Baker can't show up in the clutch, I didn't walk away feeling like that. I walked away feeling like Patrick Mahomes did what Patrick Mahomes does. You give him the ball, I don't care if it's three minutes left and they're down 10 points. He can score in a hurry. You saw that. Most teams aren't doing that, but that's what they are able to do. So I do give them a little bit of respect, but at the end, Baker still did force a turnover that he necessarily didn't have to do. That doesn't make me feel like, oh, yeah, man, he's definitely who we thought he was because you act like the whole game didn't go on where that man was out there carving them boys up. He was. So for me, that's why I have them at eight. That'd be the balance to strike this week in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield looking really good for most of the game. Baker Mayfield also leading the NFL in fourth-quarter interceptions since he Mm -hmm. came into the league. Ah, but you know what? Couldn't happen to a nicer guy or a nicer fan base. I've got the Browns at number seven, Motsi, just one spot ahead where, mm-hmm. where where you have them. I I could I could do the cynical thing and see Baker Mayfield can't win with him. I could do all that. It's week one. It's against a team that is as inevitable as we've ever seen in September. They in have the never lost. They've never lost a Patrick Mahomes Patrick in September. <laughs> like he doesn't have an interception. Down nine points, no problem. Here's 14. Here's two quick touchdowns no, no, in three no, no, minutes. No, 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 no. Not even three minutes. Do it in two minutes and 35 seconds. Like, that's the nonsense that you talk about when it's Kansas City, man. But I, I do kind of worry about some of those things with the Browns, that they are the Titanic. I mean, mm. they look really good until they hit the ice. They look really good until it's that moment. But they got a lot of time to get over that. Now, hump. what do you make of people bringing up the fact that they did that without Odell Beckham? I would say that that doesn't give me a big pause to think they're going to get so much better because they were at their best last year without Odell Beckham. But is the team ever at their best without a player like Odell? Uh, I think when you've got as many mouths to feed as the Browns do and as well as they can run the football, I think you could argue that that's the rare exception. Because you're right, because people do this all, look at the Penguins have a better record without Sidney Crosby. And are we going to sit here and act like the Pens are better without Sidney? They are absolutely not. That's my only thing. When I think I, you of it, better, yeah. better? No. More balanced? More balanced, yes. That's the kicker for me. But is balanced enough to beat a team like Kansas City? Yes. I think you need more talent. That's what I think. That's a fair point. Because when you watch Cleveland's offense, they have productive players. I like their running game. But in terms of guys that scare you, that can quick strike, the only guy that they have that can do that is Odell. And that, to me, is the part that's missing with them right now. I think they're still very tough to play, but they don't have that ability how Mahomes, when it was like, hey, we need to score right now. They don't have that guy. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, yeah, you can run them down the field, but that takes time. 
they the quick strike ability, the that's big true. play ability, that's that true. comes from Odell. And I just think that's what they're missing right now still, man. I think that's well said. I got them at seven. What say you, Arthur Motes? For me at seven, man, I got the Buffalo Bills here, man. Obviously, you got to take a drop. Play like that, you come out and coach like that. Yes, you go down the list, baby. Our Absolutely, list is very similar. Just you go down like one spot on. the list. And for me, man, it's not necessarily a shot at them because Pittsburgh obviously is still going to be a good team, as we said. I think both of us had them winning double digit games this year, but it was more so the arrogance in which the Bills showed up to that game with. And I'm just like, if you showing up like that versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. How are you going to show up against exactly. the Jets? That's what concerns me. Yeah. Because Pittsburgh, as much as we critique them, they're not a team that we're talking about won't be 500. They're no still a team that Steelers we say that likely. they're a playoff yeah. contender. But when I th- when I see Buffalo act like that for four quarters, I'm just like, man, if y'all act like this off of an AFC Championship game appearance, then y'all could really have some significant issues going forward if y'all yep. going to continue to Agreed. operate with that type of arrogance, man. Agreed. Uh, everything that you just said, that's why I've got the Bills at number six. Still feel good about this team. Um, but I think they they gotta tighten up a little bit. They gotta button up yeah. that shirt. They gotta Humble tighten up, up a little those, bit, man. Humble tighten up. up those screws. Yeah, I got the Bills at number six. What say you are the most at number six, man, it's overreaction Wednesday. So you know I gotta go with New Orleans Saints, baby. Love it. Famous Jameis. Love it. He's you- gonna win. Hey. We're gonna have the we're gonna plan the parade here in Pittsburgh, but MVP trophy. Go ahead and start carving Jameis's name. Into MVP that thing. and comeback and player come of the year. He's gonna get the two piece. He's gonna, he, do he, the he gonna double whammy He's gonna the be boys, the champ, man. Champ. He's gonna double whammy, man. I like his game, man. It was clean. Into the top five here, Arthur Motes. We got about three minutes left in this segment. I like it. I got the Pittsburgh Steelers at number five. I love it. Great defense, an offense that I think is only gonna get better. Well coached, solid on special teams. I got the Steelers at five. I wouldn't expect anything unless you homer. So for me, I went with the Seattle Seahawks right here at five. Because we got to let Russ cook, baby. Yeah. Can we let Russ cook? Uh, You know what? Every once in a while, Russ gets the cooking. I swear, you looked at my list. Every once in a while, Russ starts cooking. I thought he was cooking this weekend. He was cooking. I I got Seattle at four. Yeah. Just one spot off you again. Man, really dominant defense. The ability to run the football. Anybody feeling like 2013 in Seattle again. I got them at number four. After them hurting Ben Roethlisberger, I can't believe you would ever put them ahead of them on this list. I got the Pittsburgh Steelers at number four. It's overreaction Wednesday. You lucky you ain't had a Steelers at number one. All right, you ready for overreaction Wednesday? Let's, Let's do continue it. it. Number three, the L.A. Rams. Chalk it up. Unstoppable force, <laughs> Unstoppable force with Matthew Stafford right now. MVP? Collision collision course with Tampa in the NFC Championship game if they can get past the undefeated Eagles first. That's co-MVP right there. That's co-MVP. Co-MVP, Matt Stafford, And co-comeback. Matt Stafford just going to come back from being in the hellhole that was Detroit. Bro, some of the throws that he was making, that's why everybody's so high on the Rams. You have them at three as well, too? I do. I I was like, I think we might be identical. I think our top three is probably identical. Yeah, but that was for me. I'm like, dude, Stafford... We talked about it, and we and said that's a good Bears defense. When, that they and were when he came up over from Detroit, I was I said, man, he hasn't had a chance to get in that type of situation where you got protection, you got personnel, and you have competence at coach. Man, and you got the personnel right. around you as all well right. too. Yeah, they look real dangerous. Yeah. Uh, did you go Chiefs two, Bucks one, or that's pretty accurate? That, that yeah, is went, pretty accurate. I went Chiefs two, Bucks one. Bucks were more dominant to me, man. Yeah. Chiefs look good, but. I've, I respect Dallas a little bit more. I'm sorry. I do. Yeah. yeah. I do. I, I agree with you on that. I, it, it, and it just, you can't, I mean, we saw what Tampa Bay did last year. Right. I think they kind of sit on the throne and, and, until proven otherwise. Uh, and, and the way within that game, they got that Chiefs edge about them too. Because you saw when they needed to have it, 
I never walked away feeling like Dak lost that game or the Cowboy. Oh, man, Cowboys. No, no, no. It was kind of like, oh, Thanos decided to snap his fingers. <laughs> when Thanos snaps his fingers, like, that doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter if we have Iron Man, Batman. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be Black Panther. It could be your Panther and my Panther. It don't matter who out there. When, when Thanos get to doing Thanos things, we know how it's going to end. And I just looked at Mahomes yeah. doing that, and I looked at Brady doing it. I said, yeah, they're Thanos. And that's why they were in the Super Bowl last year, mm-hmm. and that's why they're one and two on our list Yeah, right now. Going to take our last break. When we come back on the other side, here from Ben Roethlisberger, get to more of your tweets. The turkey is on the table. <laughs> it's the Steelers Blitz <laughs> on SNR. <laughs>